Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance. I am your host, Shane White, and welcome to Tuesday, April 28th. Um, Tuesday has been a nothing too crazy in the stock market today. Uh, the Dow is up, the S&P is up both by um, about a quarter of a percent, so 0.33 and 0.19. The NASDAQ, however, is down 0.59%, uh, so pretty flat for the overall markets. But as I mentioned yesterday, uh, and I'm you know, being blatantly honest here and explaining to you guys exactly how um, my strategies are working or not working, as of yesterday, uh, I would say the argument would be that they're not working. They're falling behind these trends. However, uh, today... The Shane index is up 4.77%. And I'm just saying that because this, again, shows what diversification can do on the positive side. Um, USO was pulling me down yesterday. It's pulling me down again today. But what's carrying me is having two stocks in that small portfolio in airlines because airlines are up, both American and United are up over 10% today. So it can help you both ways, right? If I was only in those two, obviously I'd, I'd be up more than four, almost 5%, but I'm diversified. So I'm still seeing gains today. And you can tell now, like over time, what this can do. It can protect you from wild swings, but still show you growth if you do it properly. What are we talking about today? So today's concept of the day, I've had a few friends, ironically, reach out about this topic uh, recently as they've gotten more into investing. So I thought uh, this would be fun to talk through today. And that's IPOs. And I'm going to call this IPOs 101. So what is that? So an IPO is a, an initial public offering. So it's when a company goes from being private. So let's just say, you know, you make gadget XYZ and you have started this company from scratch You've grown it to become a huge company now. Hopefully, I mean, in general, what uh, a lot of investors would tell you is usually when a company gets to a valuation or a private valuation, which we'll kind of talk through in a little bit, but basically what the company's worth, when that reaches a billion dollars, that's normally what they would say is, is the right time to at least start looking into going private or public, sorry, going public. Um, it, it, that's not like a necessity and that's not, it's not like every single company has to exactly be here before they can go public, but that's a pretty consistent metric you'll see is that's a, a roughly the size of a lot of the companies that are starting to look in, uh, to going public. Uh, so what is that and what does that mean? So as you all, as you guys know, like what you're trading in Robinhood or whatever investment platform you're using, those are already publicly traded. So at one time, those companies were private. They were run by a smaller group of people. And then at one point in time, they decided to go public and sell shares on the open market. So that's what this is. That's what an IPO is. It's a company's first chance of doing so. Um, this is when the initial shares, right? Like the shares that you're buying become uh, available to anyone in the public to buy and become partial owners of that company. Uh, a lot of, in the news, if you want to think about recent times, you know, these private companies that become, it's a term thrown around and you've probably read this maybe 
in some uh, articles or news stories that they call them unicorns. And it's when a, you know, a small private company in over the last decade or so, a lot of tech companies have been called, they're called unicorns. <laughs> and that just means that it's a small company uh, with a, you know, it can be any company, right? But it's lately, it's kind of gone to companies like Uber, for example, where it's a really novel idea and it ends up blowing up and being incredibly popular. And um, so that's kind of like the background of what an IPO is and uh, what companies are possibly going to be going through an IPO. So how do they work? So a company, you know, is getting, a lot of times what's happening is a company as they get larger and larger will start to reach out. They'll work with different uh, consultants or banks and kind of understand what their value is. And, and there's lots of ways to do that. A common one, which I'm going to do another podcast on in the future is called a discounted cash flow analysis. And that's essentially what you take the discounted future earnings and bring that back to present day, essentially, to give you what they're valued at today with the assumption of what they're going to make in the future. That's kind of how a lot of these are getting to private valuations. Um, and then who's doing that? So when you're going public, what happens? Step number one, a company like Uber had to hire what's called an underwriter. And normally underwriters are investment banks. I mean, JP Morgan Chase is an, can be an underwriter for an IPO, for example. And what they're doing is you're giving them all of your, your private information, all your financials. They're going to work with you. You hire them, essentially. And they're doing a lot of these discounted cash flow analysis analyses uh, to come to a conclusion on what your company is worth. Um, this is a big deal, right? Uh, when they're going through that process, one of the things that's happening, if you think about it, if you're a privately held company, you know, you're someone or maybe a group of people who invested time and energy in this company. So if you're one of the co-founders or an early employee of that company, you might have equity is what that's called. So like they gave you shares or partial ownership percentages, depending on how they structured it. Uh, so one day, if you ever sell, you get a portion of those uh, earnings. And a lot of times at this stage, you have friends, family, early employees, or uh, you know, angel investors or some sort of investors that helped give money at the start of this small company to turn it into what it is now and get it on its feet and get its cash rolling. So when you're going public, it's very important to um, – be confident in the valuation that the underwriters are working on because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to get paid on. Uh, you know, if you have shares, you obviously want the valuation to be as high as humanly possible because the higher the valuation, the more your shares are going to be worth. And the day that that IPO process happens, and I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but just because I just explained, you know, what happens and why they want that valuation to be as high as humanly possible. If you're someone who owns private shares in a company, so you own percentage or you know share, actual shares in a private company, the day it goes public, the selling price on the open market, that's what each of your shares are worth, right? So let's say you got a thousand shares, I'm just using random numbers, here at company XYZ when you started as an early on employee, and then if that company then ends up selling on day one for $10 a share, you just made $10,000, right? You, it, it, that's inherent, right? Like, so you would have to go and sell your shares to make the 10,000, obviously, but you have the ability and the value in your hands of $10,000 at that point. So 
what's going on when someone goes through the underwriting process? So the underwriting process is a long, expensive, uh, drawn out process. It's combined. Uh, it's a few people combined. It's usually investment banks. You're going to have some CPAs involved to make sure that on a financial and legality standpoint with money, everything's checked out. Okay. You're going to obviously have lawyers involved. And then you're also going to have a lot of experts that deal with uh, the SEC, which is the Security and Exchange Commission, which is basically is the government entity that oversees all things um, stock market and company valuation to make sure things are done fair and equitable. And those guys are going to, this group of people, sorry, are going to work through all of that information. I mean, you can imagine that that's a ton of work, a ton of alignment across a lot of different people to make sure that's all up and running smoothly. Then they come together and they work on this form or document that's called an S1. And I want you to remember that. So an S1 is essentially like the first form that's publicly available for all of us, anyone who's in the public as an investor to see. And what's great about that is pretty early on before they actually go public, this S1 report will get released. You and I can take a look at it. We can actually get a much more in-depth understanding of how this company's performed. We get to see some financials. We get to see a lot of info that is gonna then entice you or maybe push you away from wanting to invest in them. Their hope obviously is that it's gonna to wanna to entice you and it's unlocking new information that the public's never had. But that's kind of like an honesty and a truth moment for all these companies. It's like, okay, here's your first chance. This is where you gotta show us exactly what you're worth, show us really what you've done. It's not just hearsay and we're hearing all these numbers. Uh, floating around. This is when it becomes real life. Then what happens is this group, so it's, you know, executives from this company, the underwriters, they go on what's called like a marketing spree. They're basically going around the country, meeting with potential investors, big institutional investors. That'll be people who are going to pump a bunch of money in to buy this stock the first day it's public. And they basically want to get, you know, they walk them through essentially like a marketing deck. They're showing them why they think they're going to be worth an investment, uh, show them their future potential, talk through any questions in the S1. And what they're really trying to do is they're trying to entice these big investors, these big, these big time um, groups that do investing to number one, invest on the IPO day. But then it's also kind of a give and take. They're trying to get more information on whether they think the price that this company is going to go out at publicly is going to be a worthwhile number or not. And so they kind of, it's kind of a push in the poll. This company that's going public wants to get information from experts, make sure they're doing it right. And the experts wanted to ask a lot of questions so they feel comfortable investing. So it's kind of a win-win, but it's meant to like help boost and get excitement behind this new stock that's coming out. Um, then once all that happens, you move forward, changes are happening all the time on like what the price is going to be when it launches, how many shares, blah, blah, blah. The overall valuation can change. We just saw that with WeWork. If you've been watching the news over the last year when it comes to IPOs, that was a huge scandal where WeWork came out and valued a company, their company way higher than when the experts got their hands on it. They valued it at, it was a whole problem. Long story short, CEO got fired. It was a disaster. So once they're almost ready to go, then they, the next step is, is essentially forming an official board of directors. And if you know what a board of directors is, it's a, it's a group of people who, at the end of the day, make the final decisions for the company strategy. It's usually macro, bigger decisions moving forward, okay? So it's not, they're not people at all that are involved in the day-to-day. -day. Uh, the CEO, however, can sit on the board of directors, and that normally is how that works. 
So they have, you have one person that is responsible for the day-to-day that is on the board of directors. And then you have a group of really it's experts from all walks of life, from all different industries. You kind of try to get a breadth of knowledge and ideas to help uh, really help drive uh, decision-making and long-term growth for the company. Uh, and then it's IPO day. So eventually there comes a day where, you know, you launch on a, on a stock market and um, you release those shares in exchange for cash. So in that day, you know, you and I buy the stock on Robinhood, let's say we get the shares and that company gets cash, which then they can already go back and use for a variety of different things, whether it's investing, buying real estate, innovation, blah, 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 blah. That's kind of how it works. Um, and then really from there on, what changes is when you're a private company, you know, you, you know the numbers and you're reporting things internally for your own use, but you don't have to share them out with anybody. Once you go public, you're obviously a public company. And so you have to follow a lot of SEC regulations, right? And that, that comes with like quarterly reporting, annual reporting, uh, and then lots of different accounting metrics, lots of stuff that we don't have to get into today, but it, that becomes a huge burden for the company. So not only do you need to be ready for, um, you know, the responsibilities of being a public company and being open to all this information, and then you have to be on a cadence of sharing numbers and um, you're tied to the market then, right? So that's where then all of a sudden your earnings become extra important because if people are investing in you and you promise one number and three months later that number doesn't happen, people lose trust, your stock price falls, then you're part of that whole cyclical thing we talk about all the time. So it's a big decision for companies. It can be extremely lucrative for the people that started it and the early investors. That's why it hap- That's kind of like the final major step of a startup company is if you can take it public, holy shit, you've done it. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the holy grail for a lot of these smaller startup companies is someday going public or selling to someone, right? Those are kind of the two outplays unless you keep the business running on your own from like a smaller family business perspective. So that's an IPO. Um, That's not getting into the details of anything. I think eventually talking through what a discounted cash flow looks like would be a great uh, piece of content for you guys here on Simply Finance. I hope that was helpful. This is an exciting one. I love IPOs. I've gotten burned by them, but they're one of the more interesting uh, things on the stock market, in my opinion, just like just working through and seeing these S1s and understanding these companies were, you know, an idea that someone like you or I had at one point and made it happen. And then it made it not just happen, but made it extremely successful enough that it's going public. I just think it's one of the coolest things. So anyway, that's today's episode. Like I've said a few times, go to the show or go to the links in the show notes. You can follow my Shane Index. So what I'm investing in now that the stock market is, it seems like it's, it's coming up. We'll see how long this lasts. I'm still a, a bear as far as it, as I consider what the market's going to look like over the next few months. Take a look at that. Uh, it's up a ton today, thanks to the airlines. Uh, and then if you want to get involved in Robinhood, they are not a sponsor of this podcast, but I love the hell out of the platform. So I always talk about it. Uh, you can use the link in the show notes that will uh, take you to uh, a page to sign up. If you do sign up using my link, uh, I get a free stock just to be fully transparent. And then you get a free stock. So they just you know, give us one to get started. It's basically just my you know friends and family link that I would love for you to check out. And it's uh, free. They don't charge you commissions for any trades. That's why I use them. Uh, and they have all kinds of cool features you can use. So anyway, have a great Tuesday. I hope you all are staying safe at home and not going nuts yet. 
Um, I will be bringing you episode 34 tomorrow. So thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Oh, hey there, everybody. Not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, if you look in the show notes, don't forget, there's a few links there. The first one being a link to uh, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends um, that just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on. Uh, potentially looking to invest in and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever. And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, um, but you will be able to get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it. Try out some investing. Uh, thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive. Have a good day. And I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.